Good morning, folks. Today is Monday, August 14th. I'm Josh Boykin, founder of Intelligame.us, and you are listening to another edition of Intelligame Radio. It's Monday, which means that many of us are heading back to the work week, back to jobs and lives that are supposed to take on some semblance of quote unquote normalcy, particularly after the events in Charlottesville, South Carolina. The woman who was mowed down and killed by a white supremacist taking part in a white supremacy rally. I started this morning by having a discussion with my parents. I was calling them to wish them a happy anniversary, but also because I didn't want to just start my day off with Twitter. It, I, I knew it wouldn't be a positive experience. Interestingly, of course, with my dad, I ended up talking politics. He's got a, a political science background and it's something he's passionate about. And we ended up having a discussion about game theory. I brought up, of course, Nikki Case's evolution of trust, and I realized as we were talking that maybe I hadn't set a concept of what game theory is, and I guess I haven't really talked about it here on Intelligame Radio either. So I want to start by having a discussion about my limited understanding of what game theory actually is and why it's relevant to the discussion. You see, in the world, we work in systems, systems where we have an incentive to take a certain action, and then we choose to make actions based on our personalities and the information that we have available to us. So if I know that going to work means that I get to make money, and that making money means that I get to eat, and I know that I like to eat, I now have an incentive to go to work. That chain makes sense. We're provided a system in which working provides food. If there are other systems at play, we may be incentivized to do other actions. If we are no longer in a situation where work provides food, perhaps we are not incentivized to work. This is basic. This, this is kind of base level economics, by the way. When people say, oh, humans are rational, that doesn't mean that they're necessarily making the quote unquote best decision. It means that they're making decisions that make logical sense based on any number of influences that are acting upon them and the information that they have available. Could go into the uh, difference between economic normative and positive statements, but that's a entirely different discussion. Game theory basically says, well, if humans are already always acting in systems, aren't games just systems? And isn't this an opportunity for us to analyze how people work and think? This is the basis, the crux of what IntelliGame functions on. The idea that what we do and how we, uh, what we do in games, how we think about games, can be a reflection of what we do in and how we think about life. When we play uh, board games, when we're competing against other players, what strategies do we take? When we're playing Monopoly, do we want to cooperate with the other players so that 
everybody quote-unquote wins? Do we take cutthroat approaches so that we can make sure that we're the one on top and leaving the other ones in the dust? Not only is there a particular set of rules that guide the gameplay, but each player has an internal rule set, a guideline of how they want to interact in these systems with not only the system itself to deal with, but the other players in the game. Some people may work radically differently when they are playing with friends who they are close to as opposed to complete strangers. Or perhaps people are more cutthroat in single player experiences than they are in experiences with other humans because those relationships outside of the game influence the game. All of these things come into game theory. A broad set of guidelines or styles of analyses that allow us to use created systems to learn more about how humans think, feel, and interact with each other. This is part of why Nikki Case's explainer is so strong, the evolution of trust, because it makes sense in that you've been provided a very simple game, but it gives us an opportunity to better understand life. So I hope that if that is something that sounds interesting to you, you look more into game theory, something I plan to do. The question, of course, at this point is, how did a discussion about Charlottesville turn into a discussion about game theory? Well, my dad brought up the idea that when you're playing video games, if you know what the boss is going to do, it makes it easier for you to defeat the boss. Of course, on the flip side, if the boss knows what you're going to do, it makes it easier for you to be defeated. There are any number of ways that strategy plays into the ways that we interact with each other on not only a everyday basis, but particularly on the macro level in politics. Now, perhaps I'm a little hypersensitive to this after having just finished the last season of House of Cards, but it cannot be helped but to notice that there are people out there who make decisions, strategic decisions, based on the events that happen around us, and some people have larger effects than others. Recently, a name plunged back into the press, Steve Bannon, former owner of Breitbart.com, a propaganda shill rag, and he's also one of the chief strategists in the White House. He has been cited as a person who has pushed white supremacist ideology. He has been, uh, it, his history is not. It's not somebody that one would generally recommend be in the White House. And yet, we have to look at reactions to situations and wonder what, what was the theory, what was the idea? Today, Trump issued his statement saying that racism is evil and anyone who acted Ill uh, illegally or unlawfully will be whatever. There's a strategy there, right? There's a, there are linguistic gymnastics at play. This is all part of strategy, figuring out what are the things to say? How do we react in this situation to make sure that we create a space where we can grow, where we can be successful. Okay. And 
I, I think that there are some pretty loose ties there. At, at least loose ties, if not stronger. Because we're all interacting in this exceptionally complex system. Trying to figure out how to quote-unquote win the game. How do we get the objectives that we are looking for? And in the midst of it, we're playing against opponents. Some opponents who want things that are just not compatible with the things that we want. Other people who may not want anything specifically, but instead just want us to fail. This is, <laughs> this is the, the most complex game. Life. And trying to figure out how to work inside that system, particularly when you want to create large-scale change as a small individual. Well, it takes a lot of theory. And a lot of action. But if you're going to get it done, you've got to know what system you're approaching, how you're fighting, what is the game, what are the rules, and where can you bend the rules to end up quote-unquote winning. I don't know. It's... It's still playing out all around us. And my hope is that the right people, the correct people, people on the side of justice and equality, defending those who have not been stood up for, the people who are not pushing ideologies of white supremacy and hatred and violence. My hope is that we'll be the team that wins. And looking at history, we've got a pretty good track record of winning the long game. So I guess we'll have to see what happens next. Hey, Eric, I just wanted to reach out and say thanks for listening to Intelligame Radio and for calling out the uh, segments on Twitter. It's been really reaffirming to see folks uh, respond to the content here and to know that it's making a difference. So thank you for that, and uh, I hope to keep having you as a listener. Game of the Day 27 was Tetris. Actually, as I was playing today, became conscious of how much I need to be playing not Tetris. For one, Tetris didn't get any less stressful today. Playing on level 10 seemed to just aggravate the frustration and the tension that I was already feeling from the workday. I think that in chasing the high score, I maybe forgot why I started playing the game in the first place. Now that doesn't mean that I don't want to still reach up for higher scores. But perhaps I need to have a better understanding of what it is I'm trying to get out of my gameplay sessions before I start them. Seems to be like an important takeaway. That said, I do want to move into something that has a concrete story. Something that I can analyze or use to think about, I guess, the world around me. As much as sometimes I don't want to. I keep wanting to run away from some of these conflicts, and instead, I feel like I have to run towards them. You see, the rhetoric is getting really heated. And I'm keeping an eye on Facebook, 
and seeing the ways that people are having these discussions. And I don't, I don't know how to walk away from that. I'm being fairly reserved right now. I'm doing some retweeting, but it's been hard for me to actually put fingers to keyboard, perhaps because I'm out of practice. I usually spend most of my time talking here on Anchor or on the podcast. But like playing Tetris on harder difficulties, I think that I can find a rhythm. I think I can get into it. I think I do need to get back to the keyboard. It's kind of my first love, writing and blogging and sharing information. I just hope that I still have that capability. I'm probably not going to find it just blowing more time in Tetris, though. That doesn't mean I'm not going to stop playing. That, that, that doesn't mean I'm going to stop playing Tetris. I'm probably going to keep playing Tetris. But the game of the day will pivot. It will not continue to be Tetris. I do need to make sure that I'm keeping my eye out on what's in the world. Particularly if there are games that I'm able to use to think a little bit more concretely. To give me a little bit more perspective. And some tools with which to have the necessary discussions that are going to come in the future. By the way, if you know one of those games and you'd like to make a suggestion, feel free to call it in. I'd love to hear about it and maybe take it on for an article or some sort of future Let's Intelliplay. This next segment is going to be a little bit adult, so if you've got kids around, you might want to skip this one. Which is interesting because this segment is about how interesting it is that we in America are really sensitive about sexual content and hearing about it or seeing it. I was listening to the Spawn on Me podcast, which is typically run by my buddy Khalif Adams uh, and co-hosted by Cicero Holmes and Sharif Jackson. But uh, this time, Khalif was out, and Tanya DePass from I Need Diverse Games was on the show, which was really cool. And they talked about a game, I believe it's called House Party, where it had been released on Steam, and apparently it allows you to go uh, around a house party and drink and make poor decisions and have sex and all sorts of stuff. And apparently they got some complaints, and the game was pulled off of Steam which raised a little bit of controversy. I said, well, if the game was already, uh, was already approved on Steam, why do we have to pull it off? And it's noted as a mature game, what's the problem? The creator wrote a letter basically talking about the double standard that we have between exposure to violence in games and exposure to sexual content in games. That we can have very serious, very graphic depictions of violence, but that we seem to be at a loss when we have those depictions of sex. Interestingly, some additional points were made at the Spawn on Me podcast. Uh, one of them was that there are any number of AAA games that exist on Steam that already have tons of exposure to sex, like The Witcher 3, where you play as Geralt and 
you can hook up with any number of, of women in the space. The other point, which was brought up by Tanya, is that it seems to be that when sex appeals to the male gaze, it somehow becomes far more acceptable than when sex is used to appeal to the female gaze or a queer gaze. That we can have Geralt hook up with random women or uh, we can even have um, scenes in Mass Effect where we have Shepard hooking up with, you know, whether your Shepard is male or female, hooking up with whoever. But these seem to be scenes that are designed very strongly for the male gaze. Whereas if we bring in uh, any frontal male frontal nudity or things of that nature that may appeal, appeal to a female gaze, oh, well, now, now we got to stop the bus. <laughs> I do think, I thought it was a really interesting discussion. Um, the episode as a whole was a really good one, and I would encourage you to check it out um, over at the Spawn on Me podcast. You can look it up on iTunes or on Google Play. But overall, I really do think it's it's interesting. Why is it that we can't have these discussions or exposures to sex when we're totally cool with really graphic, intense violence? And it's also strange because as an American, I feel like I've kind of internalized that. So even though I can say it out loud, logically, that that doesn't seem to make sense, there's still this part of me that's like, eh, but I don't know, you might be corrupting the children. I don't think that's how it works. And I think that it'll be the indies, the indie space, that helps to give us more opportunities to learn and grow about, to learn and grow while learning about ourselves and the world around us. Well, folks, I think that does it for tonight's edition of Intelligame Radio. I've been your host, Josh Boykin, and thank you for coming around for another episode. Per usual, you can find me on Twitter at Wallstormer. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, anything like that, of course, if you're listening here on Anchor, you know what to do. Hit that call-in button and you can leave a comment, which could be aired. You can also use the discussions button on any of those segments to add your own thoughts as well. And if you are listening to this on your favorite podcasting app, whether it's something connected to Google Play or iTunes or Pocket Casts, well, you can go ahead and leave some comments to Intelligame over at Twitter or Facebook. Facebook or Twitter.com slash Let's Intelligame. Anyway, um, I hope you have a fantastic night, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>